0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello. And we are in the Cleveland area after spending a week in West Virginia streetsboro to be precise right on this episode of the home run wheels podcast we're going to have west virginia power pitcher brian paul a university of michigan product and seattle mariners prospect and he was a pleasure to talk to he was funny he was engaging and he's just a good guy who does good stuff in the community
1: i'm sorry i'm a little distracted by the, the number of p words you had there now i want to come up with a lot more but i'm i'm just not able to do it I, I'm pondering and I can't come up with it.
0: I love alliteration. Speaking of pondering, how about the joke that I told the other night about the uh, bullfrogs going down to the water to think because that's where they like to ponder.
1: Uh, I had forgotten that or tried to forget that, you yeah. know. But yeah, that was a really cool place, by the way, that we stopped at along the way.
0: Yeah, it was a, a winery in Dover, Ohio. But anyway, more on Brian Paul. Like I said, does really good stuff in the community. It was funny. I really wish I would have asked him about this, but I forgot. This is a guy who was in his first season of professional baseball after getting drafted in 2017. He had Tommy John surgery and missed all of 2018. And you can tell he's still having fun. Uh, He had pitched the night before we saw the power, so we did not see Paul pitch for the power. There's there's some
1: more alliteration for me. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Yeah, it was just for you. But it's so obvious that he loves the game and, and he just, I, th- I think he just loves life and didn't let that surgery he had in 2017 get him down and kind of always held to his dreams. Kind of like how, you know, we hope foster kids, you know, they, they go, hey, h- hang on to that dream. You know, you're going to get in your forever home. And yeah. That's and- kind of a, a message we've gotten from a lot of ball players for kids in the in this year plus that we've been doing this.
1: Absolutely, and I do see exactly what you were saying. I mean, he was really interesting to listen to and and very engaging in the interview. And you, he also talked, and you talked to him about coaching a little bit, which was interesting as well.
0: Yeah, and you can hear that on the interview next. Uh, Brian Paul's interesting and very funny video of himself as a first base coach for the West Virginia Power. So that'll be right after this on the Home Run on Wheels podcast.
1: I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids.
2: Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate.
0: Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. This is Ron Clements sitting with Mariners prospect and West Virginia power pitcher Brian Paul. Welcome. How you doing? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And uh, before we get into the power or your community work, your alma mater had a had a pretty nice run through the NCAA baseball
2: tournament, didn't they? Nice is a generous way of putting it. <laughs> it was exceptional, and they should be really proud, because I'm really proud just being able to say I played in Michigan and – knowing that I played with half those guys and I was sitting there and I was smirking always, you know, doesn't matter what they were doing, winning, losing, I was really proud of all of them.
0: But you weren't able to watch any of the games though this week because you were actually playing at the same time, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that, you know,
2: <laughs> we, we snuck a score check every once in a while, but yeah, we kept track of it. How excited were you after Michigan beat Vanderbilt on that uh, on Monday? Oh, I. These guys are probably sick of me wearing, uh, wearing my Michigan stuff and letting everybody know that it's like it's over tonight. It's over tonight. <laughs> I got a little overconfident, but, hey, dude, nothing to put your head down about. It was an incredible run. Now,
0: I went to East Carolina, and your coach at Michigan is also an East Carolina grad. Played baseball there. Eric,
2: DeL- Eric Bakich and Nick Schnabel, they both went to East Carolina. They both yeah. played there together under Keith LeClaire. Right. How, how much did uh, Coach Bakich talk about Coach LeClaire? you know i wish we would have talked about his story more but you know we we talked about it every year at least to brush down anything, it because it's an unfortunate case but an inspiring story and keith leclerc was an, an amazing coach and i know obviously i didn't play under keith leclerc but under Backitch, you know you could probably see a lot of his uh the way he coached his how LeClaire, keith leclerc did and you know he he really looked up to him and i look up to Backich and schnabel so you know it, a part of it was you know east carolina always Was hoping they would beat Louisville this year in the super regional. But you know, I'm always rooting for those guys just because I know how much it meant to our coaches. Yeah, fun fact about the East Carolina baseball program, Uh, they
0: have the most NCAA tournament appearances without a berth in Omaha. Really? I I did not know that. Twenty nine times they've been to the NCAA tournament, never made it to Omaha. I was was really hoping this was gonna be the year, but then they got it when they went up to Louisville and just got hammered. It's kind of funny, my wife, who's sitting in the room with us, she went to Illinois State. Oh, no so, way. So there was a chance that yeah. Illinois State was going to play birds. East Carolina. Roll birds. Yeah. But Louisville took care of both of them. So uh, well, what's it been like for you here in Charleston?
2: You know, it's surprising. I'm really enjoying my time in Charleston, the community, and uh, we have a great fan base. And when we go out, you know, we're taken care of. But just there's a lot of great opportunities for us to be involved in, you know, and show what the power all about because we appreciate it them coming to us and we want to show our appreciation back for them
0: oh we've been working with foster kids on our baseball trip but dogs are your big thing right
2: yeah someone might have said that i'm assuming but uh yeah i'm a big dog guy i uh, love dogs i've visited the humane society a couple times now you know i'm the first person to volunteer for that <laughs> that one you know just any opportunity i can and uh, we have a, the miracle league here is great too that's always a they do a great job of Bringing them in and playing, uh, we just play baseball with them. They enjoy it, and it's always great to see smiles on their faces. For anybody who did, might not know, explain what the Miracle League is. Uh, the Miracle League is just a, a group for special needs, and uh, just gives them opportunities that they wouldn't have. And we like to participate and get involved with them, and you know, just it, just to see them smiles worth it. You know, our time. So it's good to always have them come in every once in a while, and just. After the game, before the game, sign some autographs, whatever they need to do. I'm always happy to participate in that. How much enjoyment do you get out of stuff like that? I I really enjoy it. I just knowing that we're incredibly lucky here to be here in Charleston, and we have opportunities. So anything we could do to help or give back, I'm all for.
0: You kind of help. Not really put together, but
2: but you've been involved in creating the puppy calendar here, too, haven't you? <laughs> I, You know, it was presented. The, the idea was presented, and I immediately signed up. And if no one else was signing up, I was doing all 12 months. So you're just going to be buying a calendar of me and a bunch of dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did, I, I'm, I'm assuming a few of your teammates jumped in, too.
2: Yeah, I was a little disappointed that other people wanted to be involved. But I, I snagged my birthday month of October, so I was, I was content with that. All right. All well, right. So can you give us a, a
0: preview of what October will be? You know, how, how many dogs are you with? What what I, kind of breeds? If I recall
2: correctly, I had two small little pooches. You uh, know, they were good. I tried to steal them. But apparently, that was a no-no, so I had to give them back. But uh, the big dogs, small dogs, they're all at the Humane Society waiting to be adopted. You know, so if anyone is looking for a good dog, definitely look over there because. You know, if you don't do it, I will. And my parents won't appreciate that. And it doesn't matter if you're in Michigan or
0: West Virginia. There are, all, there are a lot of dogs out there. Definitely. Who, and, and cats, for that matter. And who, cats. Yeah, we can't leave out the cats. We need homes. But uh, um, you kind of touch on it. Uh, how much value
2: do you place on the importance of community work? I like, I like to think, um, you know, baseball players, how they play and, you know, how they compete is a reflection of who they are off the field. And so I think doing a lot of community service, it's going to help everyone on the field. So being involved in all that it's 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 a it's a reflection of this team it's a great group of guys mature group and they're always willing to give back you know you, you don't have to ask that sign up sheets always full you know there's like 10 spots for something well there's 15 16 guys signed up so it's really cool to see
0: that's awesome. And the, uh, you mentioned the Miracle League. The, I read something you were involved with the Challenger League or is that the same thing?
2: Yeah, the Challenger League, Miracle League. We okay. we did it in Greenville too, it was a Miracle League, so I apologize. Okay. If I yeah. screwed that up. But uh no worries. same thing, Challenger League, okay. Miracle okay. League, yeah. I kind of thought so. And then uh
0: you guys had the All-Star game here, the uh, South Atlantic League All-Star game, and you are an All-Star, so congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and be, because of that, you got to participate in a
2: kickball game right with, yeah with, with
0: some kids how much fun was that
2: that was fun I I didn't know where we were going we just got on the bus and there was a bunch of all the other all-stars with us and they had no idea either and then so we said just got the kickball game going and those kids had a lot of energy for early in the morning guys were traveling in overnight from road trips we were coming back from Hickory or uh, Hagerstown So we came back late night, wake up early. We're like, where are we going? You know, what are we doing? And then we just played a kickball game. And, you know, that was just They were going to take it easy on us. But they were super competitive. So everyone turned it up a notch a little bit. it was a good morning.
0: Now you're a pitcher. So were you a pitcher during the game too?
2: I tried. But, you know, the kids were throwing harder than I was that morning. So I gave gave up the rights for that. (laughs) I I just coached first mainly. I'm glad you brought up coaching first base because oh, that was like, unintentional too. I saw a video
0: of you doing that and are are you just a big jokester because you were you
2: were cracking wise there sit, standing at, at uh, first base. I, you know I I like to put people out of their comfort zone. I would say it just <laughs> makes them a little bit out of the norm and you know these umpires come in they're all serious you know don't mingle with the players you know stick to your jobs uh, I, I like to remind them like hey like this is just a game let's let's relax but the, the the gentleman i was standing next to at first i don't think he was buying into anything i was laying out there but uh the first baseman for uh greenville he, he was having a good time with it he was helping out he was helping out unintentionally as well he was playing along so it was but that was fun that was, i was hoping to do that again soon yeah what was the circumstances
0: behind you being the first base coach well they, they kind
2: of saw me coaching first like a, a, one of my off days after i pitched and they saw me kind of talking to the first baseman and messing around with the umpires and and i suggested they they're like what were you saying to him i was like oh well, let's mic me up and see what we could get out of it and <laughs> kind of
0: just snowballed from there and that, that video was hilarious if you guys want to look up uh it's on youtube and i think it's on twitter brian paul first base coach or whatever I forget how I even found it I was I we I, tweeted it I guess I, <laughs> it
2: was, I woke up one morning I'm like oh no let's see what I, let's see what this how this turned out
0: it was it was a really funny video and
2: uh so what what is your first baseball memory <sighs> Jeez, uh, I've been playing since I was four and my family between my uncle played in the big leagues for a very long time with the White Sox Cubs Yankees Phillies Marlins so we, he has an incredible background so, I, I unfortunately, I don't think I was old enough to remember any of those games or anything, but I just T-ball. You know, my dad was the coach. That was always amazing. And even all through high school, some of my best memories were just going on the road with my dad and going to these games, pitching, you know, and then just hanging out and experiencing all these cool cities and cool opportunities. What about the first time you
0: went to a Major League Baseball game? Do you remember that? No, I don't. I okay, remember... Well, well, what is the first game you do remember, then, where you actually attended?
2: I recall going to this... Um, this event at the uh, then Comiskey Park and we were on the field and playing catch but my little league team was the Rangers so I remember seeing pictures of me just in Rangers uniforms and (laughs) coincidentally I think they were playing the Rangers and my dad was like oh no like oh this isn't (laughs) good so that was probably it.
0: And we had fun at uh, it was now guaranteed Rayfield. Right field. Yeah, they, they have, I can't keep track of it. I don't yeah. know if it's guaranteed
2: right field. I thought it chain changed hands again. I don't know.
0: I'm not sure, but they have really good food there. By the way, if oh, you okay. if you ever you know you probably would never be going to the concession stands if you're no, at. No,
2: never, no. <laughs> Why would I want ice cream and chicken tenders and fries? That'd be terrible.
0: <laughs> what What did you learn from your uncle? As, as far as you know, playing professionally.
2: Basically, how to be a professional. He he's a professional. On and off the field, but just more how to be, just to handle being a professional baseball player and just being a professional off the field, and just how to treat people and go through the process. You know, he, he's a great coach and he's a great leader, but just I learned more from him just observing and just him being a good man. So,
0: do you remember for whom he was playing the first time you saw him play in person? I I can't remember. Okay. I was a little young for that. All right, unfortunately. You're what 23 now, right? Correct. It's it's kind of neat though when you were I'm I'm sure not just your uncle, but when you were little, you looked up to all the big league players, and it's like oh, I hope I get to do that in one, one day. And it's kind of yeah, and now when when you're interacting with
2: these kids, it's a little bit of a role reversal, right? The, the yep. script has flipped a, a little bit. What's that like for you? Well, yesterday I actually took a picture of uh, two twins wearing Michigan shirts, so that was pretty cool. That that you know they were watching the games, but you know it just I always told my grandparents, my dad always told me uh. Even in rain delays, my uncle was out there signing autographs and just making sure everyone got their stuff. But, like, he just didn't want – he was always about the kids first. If you can't have time for the kids, you know, they're the reason we play. You know, they're here to watch us. We wouldn't have jobs if we weren't here for, to watch us play. So always, always take care of the kids because they look up to you even if they don't even know your name. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's making their day, so might as well do it. You know, it's, it's really cool, and it's rewarding, and, you know, hopefully it's a little inspiration for them, you know. Were you an autograph seeker when you were a kid? Um, not as much. I, I was more just like, always wanted to play catch in the stands. like, was like, oh, get me out there, get me out there, you know? So, and I, I've never caught a foul ball or home run ball, which is always really sad. You know what? We went to counting the
0: minor league games. We went to last year is a total of 46 professional baseball games. And we did not get a single ball
2: that, that blows my mind. There's uh, one of yeah. my uh, brother's best friends. He is a foul ball home run hound. And, you know, it was almost lost a leg over to climbing <laughs> over bleachers, but he walks away from games with multiple, and I'm like, wow. that's not going to happen to me ever. <laughs> Either because I'm too lazy or I'm going to the concession stand. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, we might have gotten a ball in Denver had we not vacated our seats because uh, what we did last year was we, we explored the stadium, see what the stadiums have to offer. Have to, Cause, have cause we, to. we wrote stadium reviews yeah. as, we, as we traveled. Well, a, ball, a home run ball from Herman Marquez, above all, of all people, Hit this home run on July 11th in the fifth inning against the Diamondbacks, and uh, the Rockies had donated 30 tickets to Lutheran yep. Family Services, and uh, this kid who was sitting behind where we would have been sitting, got the ball. He was a foster kid. That's awesome. And when he hit that home run, I looked down to I looked over to Patty and I said, Babe, I think that I think those are our, our, or that's our section. And sure enough, so maybe if we were sitting there, I, we could have gotten a ball, mm. but. I'm very happy that that kid got the ball you, instead. You don't,
2: don't put you in that position. Cause you, I know you want that baseball. Exactly. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're bringing your glove to the game. Well, I,
0: I I did joke with him that if we were down there, I was like, "Hey, dude, if if I if you, if we were here, I would not have given you that ball." But you know, but I'm, I'm I mean, this kid was smiling from from ear to ear. Yeah. Do you have any uh, favorite souvenirs from games when you were a kid? That's tough. to
2: think? Because probably all the souvenirs. Like I said, I was probably eating. You know, so. <laughs> So it's um, I I believe I have a uh, a like one of those mini bats. Those, it was a black white Sox bat, and I would always swing that. And you know, I loved Paul Konerko. Okay. he's uh, I just he just one of the most underrated hitters. But he reminds me of Paul Goldschmidt now. You know, he just flies under the radar, but he's batting three fifteen every year, giving me like thirty home runs. And I always you know swinging like Paul Konerko. I loved him. He was. He was just like he was a great guy to look up to and have on the South Side. Were the White Sox your team when you? Yeah, the way if you haven't picked up on that by now, the yeah, White Sox yeah, my yeah, team. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. How did you end up in Michigan? Just through the recruiting process, and okay. uh, it just took a couple tournaments and a little exposure here and there, and just one of my visits and kind of just fell in love. I didn't really know anything about Michigan really until I got there, and I just fell in love with the university and the education system, and mostly Coach Backage and Coach Schnabel from East Carolina and. Just I, I believed in what they were trying to do there and build Michigan up to what they just did. And I was really excited to be, a, be at the beginning of that and see where it's at now. Yeah, for, it was the
0: first uh, College World Series berth since, what, like 1986
2: or something like that? Yeah, definitely. 1986, yeah. So that was that's like pre-Jim Abbott, I think. I, I think Jim Abbott. Pre-Jim Abbott, he was on one of those teams. Uh, but
0: All right. Well, hey, good luck to you with the power. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, thanks for
2: coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Thank you, and thanks for having me. And good luck on your journey journey through the. Yeah, we're actually heading
0: up to Cleveland uh, this week, um, going up to Cleveland for the All Star game. So oh, that's gonna be fun. I doubt if we're gonna be going to the game because we don't have tickets, and they're pretty expensive. Yeah, but. I can imagine but uh, there's a, there'll be enough around the All-Star game that we can entertain well, ourselves. Well, I'm sure if
2: the home run derby's there, you could stand outside in the street and catch some foul balls no, or some idea. home
0: run balls. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll finally get a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Can you All send right. one my way if you do, please? All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. It was a pleasure.
2: Thank you. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more.
0: Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast, and thanks again to Brian Paul for joining the podcast. And Patty, I, I found out later, you know what his entrance song is w- when he comes in from the bullpen?
1: No, because unfortunately we didn't get to see him pitch. What right, was but- it? Everybody, yeah, rock, rock your, your body. body. Okay, backstreet boy <laughs> I
0: by the way, the video of that is really weird. They're like, it's like, I don't know what it is, uh, Beauty and the Beast or some kind of haunted house kind of deal, but anyway, uh, but I want to talk about what Brian had, had worked with and I, we, we didn't bring it up while we talked to him cause he didn't want to be like a Debbie Downer during the interview, but, um, dogs are his big passion. And unfortunately for us, uh, we had a mixed, <laughs> mixed feelings in West Virginia, um, met some nice people uh including brian and david Kahn of the west virginia power uh but we lost holmes uh last tuesday he uh, his cancer had gotten to the point where holmes could barely stand he could barely walk he was having trouble breathing and swallowing and he wouldn't eat and
1: it it was time and yeah he let us know and you know we we had built up we knew it was coming it's still hard it's still hard now it was very hard um to go through that experience and i know there's a lot of folks out there who have been through that experience it it's so hard but um we'll take it day by day and someday we'll we'll open our hearts again Mm -hmm. but we got to heal for a while and and plus trying to introduce a new dog while you're traveling may, might might yeah. not be the best thing to do holmes
0: was the best traveler and sometimes when you're in the car we'd forget he was there because he was so quiet he was not a dog who paced back and forth between windows or anything like that in, in the car and and he always just laid on the, either the couch or the art or the bed in the rv um
1: yeah, while we're sat moving. Up front. yeah
0: in fact he never even went up front outside to eat or drink uh or leave but you know he never had any interest in going up into the cab area even no, when not was really i mean
1: nothing nothing exciting going on up there anyway nope all the good stuff you know like treats when we're cooking and things like that we're right back yeah. to the back
0: <laughs> but um holmes is with us we, we did have him cremated and, and he, he is still with us uh and we plan on taking him with us wherever we go here in the next year plus but uh not to end this on a down note, but we wanted to share that news for, for folks who didn't see it on Facebook. Our marketing manager, Holmes, died at the age of 11. He would have been 12 in November, and we will definitely miss him. But
1: He'll, He's he's with us, though.
0: Yeah, and he was with us here in Streetsboro last year. We're staying at the same RV park we did last year. Right. Uh, and they're going to have... Fireworks Saturday night, Uh, we are going to try to uh, take in some of the All-Star Game festivities on Sunday when they set up, or as they're setting up. They're actually doing some stuff at the convention center, Major League Baseball, is from Friday through Tuesday, and we will be down there Sunday uh, at the MLB Park, I forget what it's called, like All-Star Park or something like that, Uh, but we'll be down there. There will be video, we promise. And uh, we are going to... I know we kind of... we've been doing Tuesdays, but today's Wednesday with this episode of the podcast because we didn't have reliable Wi-Fi uh, yesterday to get the podcast up. But we're going to have an episode Monday morning, though, so that we can make our predictions for the Home Run Derby and find out what we can expect or talk about what we can expect for Tuesday's All-Star Game itself. It's going
1: to be a lot of balls flying
0: out. What, on Monday? Flying out of the uh, park, yep. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Maybe at the uh, thing on Sunday, you'll run into, to, you know, your fellow limestone rocket, Jim Tomey. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be in town for the All-Star game.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he'll just be wandering around out there in the activities. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, all right. So that's what Jeff to look forward to. Have a great weekend. Have a safe Fourth of July and we will talk to you Monday morning. Bye. Backstreet's back. Everybody, yeah. Rock your body. Yeah. Everybody.
1: Again, brothers, sisters, everybody
2: saying Gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how. Got a question for you, better answer now. Yeah. Yeah. By-